This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play Community Theater Podcast. Rednecks and Aliens. The Microscope One-Shot. I'm Mike. I'm kind of running this thing. Uh, just tell me who you are. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm BJ. I'm Brian. I'll see you in a couple hours. I'm Chris. All right. We're playing Microscope, the wacky doctor's game, uh, a fractal role-playing game of epic histories. It's a very thin indie type of thing. It's actually a pretty good read. And this is a role-playing game nominally. But it's very different from most of the role-playing games. So, um, like, you don't have a fixed character. There will be places where we create... What we're doing is creating the history of a fictional world. So you could use this to, you know, create the history of the Star Wars universe. Or Mm -hmm. of a fantasy kingdom. Or, you know, an ancient Hyperborean society. Or whatever like that, or uh, you know, a pirate city, right? And it's it's made to do really big spans of history that become your game setting. So, like you know, conceivably, you could take a system like Fate or Savage Worlds, and like do this as your session one, where you're like, okay, what's this? your world? And We're going to build the world and and determine all the interesting things that happened in the history, and then like use that to you know, create the setting and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start here in the war of the of the tulips. And that's where all the you know, then we create characters and do all the stuff. But so so it's really for building a setting. And uh, the way it works, it's all just writing on index cards basically and we're gonna lay the index cards out here on the table, left to right, in more or less as we go. And there's three types of cards. There's period cards which will go kind of like this at the top of the array. So these would be like, if this was Star Wars, you know, this would be the Old Republic, Empire and Rebellion, the New Republic, right? Those, like, would be the periods. Within each period, there are events that would go like that, you know, under under the periods. And then each, or events can optionally have scenes. So, like, you might get to a thing where you're in the Empire and Rebellion and you've just described the event where Luke Skywalker confronts his father, Darth Vader, and someone says, hey, I want to know what actually happens there. You know, and then, like, we would then, as a table, do a short scene of that. So, like, okay, I'll be Darth Vader and you're going to be Luke and you're going to be Leia and you're going to be Obi-Wan, and we'll talk that through, whatever that's going to be, right, and discover what happens. So that's the role-playing bit, is when you get into those scenes, and they're usually like three-minute long scenes, but you just get to improvise and kind of come up with the answers, whatever tickles your funny bone, or, you know, whatever whatever you like as the answer to that. So that's kind of the group creativity part. So before we get rolling, there's like some setup stuff. 
Um, the first thing is, what's the big picture? In other words, what kind of world are we going to create? Or universe, or city, or kingdom, or thing. Like, you know, start with, like, genre. Sci-fi, fantasy, alternate history. Rom-com. <laughs> rom-com, yeah. <laughs> Nick wants to do rom-com. Oh, I, you have no idea. <laughs> Because we were expecting it to just be like Mike and I sitting here staring at each other's eyes the entire night. And yeah. Like, we're, and every single time he's like, it's like paranoia. I'm like, it's, it's like fiasco. It's and like fiasco. Like, every goes time we do this, Mike and I have this weird relationship thing that happens and we have to like role play out us blowjobs like, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, so, I'm like, this is not happening. I'm just going to skip those scenes. <laughs> so yeah, what kind of like, okay, just we're going to start playing fate, which we can adapt to any setting at all, what's our world? What's the world we're going to play in? What do you... I mean, which, just spin it out. What's the first thing you think of? I'm not going to be allowed to spin it out because I don't know enough about it. Well, no, it's I mean, just like, worlds. what genre? <sighs> you go last. If I'll you. go last. Okay, what, sure what genre last. you want to play, Nick? Genre as in what system? No, what are, like... Genre of sci-fi, sci-fi. Okay. (laughs) Um, superhero. So that'd be sci-fi fantasy, I guess. Okay. Not but the sci-fi, like straight sci-fi, or superhero. You know, aliens, superhero. Superheroes, I would say, were created through genetics. Okay. Chris. Disaster. Okay. (laughs) Let's. So let's take those and. Mash them up a little bit. Uh, is it in the alternate present? Is it in the near future? Is it in the far future? Alternate present. Okay. So this is actually starting to look like necessary evil a little a, bit. A little but, planet called Krypton. Okay. So alternate present. This is just going to be like the big theme of the campaign. Uh, let me let's see if we can come up with a sentence for that. Um, Sand, superheroes, disasters, aliens. It's a little planet called Krypton. An alien invasion triggers disasters and the appearance of superpowers in humanity. I guess I'm making an assumption there that the humans would be the superheroes, not the aliens. Sure. I mean, the aliens would be horrible, the horrible monsters sure. or whatever, maybe. Okay. So that's, that's our big picture. And we don't know anything about it at this point. Now we do a bookend history, which is the first and last period. So those periods are like the top level cards and you can put other periods in between, uh-huh. but you can't put any periods outside of that because they're the first and the last. Okay. So what is what should we call? And you generally want to like sum these up in about a sentence. Uh-huh. You know, it shouldn't be too big. So what is the first period? Automatically, the invasion begins. Okay, the invasion begins, and these they're. There's kind of a color scheme with this, or not a color scheme, but things are dark or light. Mm-hmm. So would that be dark? Yeah. So 
we'll just give that a circle and fill it in. And anything you want to say about the, you know, give a one sentence summary of the invasion begins. Anyone? Or doomed. <laughs> or does that sum it up well enough? Intelligent life exists and it hates us. Good. All right, so that's the beginning. What is the end of it? What is the final end of this history? And remember, you can be you can think this is ten thousand years, or this is ten years. It it really it's totally insensitive to the scope of it. So you would think that it's presumably when the aliens are finally driven off, or the world is reclaimed, something along those lines. And that's your best scope, however long that takes. Yeah. Okay. Does that yeah, work for everybody? I mean, we can... for mankind. <laughs> that's a good su- summary sentence. I was thinking. The aliens are driven off, and the Earth is reclaimed. And that seems light. So this will have an arc from dark to light, with probably a few bumps probably. along the way. Yeah. yeah. So that's that part of the setup. We know what we're doing. We know the beginning. We know the end. Um, The next is uh, setting up the palette. The palette is, are there things you think this history must have? So, you know, we'll have like, yes, these things. And are there things you think this history absolutely must not have? You know, so like, if you're like, every single frickin' alien movie, they have the easily defeated computer system, mm-hmm. and I hate that, and I don't want it in this game. They have the stupid... Or they're allergic on, to on, water. On weakness or, to something on Earth that they should have known before they ever got anywhere close to Earth, like water. Yeah. Or, like, so coal viruses, <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, and yes is like... Um, why they superpowers have to be mutant superpowers. Like there's no there's yeah. no Batman in this yeah. world. It's mm-hmm. it's it's X-Men, you know, or whatever. So I mean yeah. those those would be examples. So we're gonna go around the table, uh, and each of you give me either a yes or a no, and we'll just keep going till we get tired or fill up the cards. Oh. So give me a yes or a no. No easy weaknesses to common materials on Earth. Okay. All right, DJ. It's got to show some sort of, uh, I'm going to say yes to a, a, a history or something of why the aliens are attacking. A reason. Okay. Yes, aliens have to have a reason. Because I always hate the movies. Oh, the aliens just came here to attack us and leave. Because they're just bad aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, yes or no? Okay, so yes, a minor but beloved character must die. Okay. In a Why minor? Action. These days, major characters are dying. Well, a lover's character. You did. You did. It. <laughs> a minor but beloved character. Well, they're not, if they die, like, they're minor. Like, <laughs> like Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones, they, those, oh, a lot of these yeah. star guys die. It's, it's like, wow. 
I just got to the part in the books, the Game of Thrones books, where Joffrey dies. Yes! Oh, oh yeah. man. Ah! I'm going to say no nukes. So we can't, like, we can't fight the aliens with nukes because it would create a disaster mm-hmm. in our own atmosphere or on our own biosystem. Yep. And the aliens don't have nukes to attack us. <laughs> so just no nukes. That's all liberal and hippie, <laughs> but... I'm going to say yes. Aliens use radiation-causing technology, but it's a special kind of radiation. Okay. That makes any sense. So like Barsoom, the ninth Barsoomian, right? Something like that, yes. Which may or may not cause mutations in your kind of body. These things happen. Special radiation, if I could spell it. Technology. Beach? Oh, let's see. I'm gonna say no stupid explanations about anything. Because <laughs> I hate it when uh, the movies the scientists talk about, oh, well, if we did this, you know, and why did you do that years ago? Or something like that. Uh, okay. Um, no stupid scientists, basically. I mean, they're scientists, they should scientists. know this stuff. Both <laughs> smart scientists. <laughs> well, they said, I'll be smart. Now i got to go to school and do this stuff. It's like... So, like, no stupid scientists, idiot plotting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass. I'll, I'm going to think it through a little bit further, because I don't know which way I want to go with it. Okay, well... Whether it's a no or a... Catch your background. Okay. Um... I'm going to say no no divine intervention. And by that what I mean is there isn't yet some even greater power, whether it's God or the other aliens or the secret stone within the earth, you know, that... that you know, makes your problem just go away. So that I think we're all like feeling very allergic to idiot plotting here, but that's that's kind of what I mean by that. No <laughs> animals were harmed as a result of this film. Okay, no animal cruelty. <laughs> that's the invasion of the Druid aliens. Oh, come on, Mars attacks the head of the lady on the dog's body. <laughs> Okay, we can't have it. No, we're not doing it. We are not doing it. That's a line you cannot cross. I'm going to say no to some of the physical impossibilities. Like an alien laying an egg inside of you. Some egg this big around. First, you know, it's going to rip up whatever hole they stick it in. Okay, so would that be just a yes to true physics? Well, because of genetic superheroism... Really oh, you don't want to go that far? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, okay. if it could physically be done without harming a person, then that's okay. But if it can't be without harming a person, that should be... It just kill the person instead, instead of some other alternate side... So, so let me ask you this question. Do the aliens have faster than light travel? They would have to. Okay. So we have to, so we have, to have, have an exception physics. for that. So yes on FTL travel 
but no on stupid physics. That's okay that you took two. <laughs> Just think about every alien movie you've ever watched and what you hated or loved about it. I know. And think. Well, see, we're, so I was thinking about Sharknado. <laughs> no Sharknado. I'll put that down. No Sharknado. Can I say yes? No, no, no. Oh, that's the, it's, it's her turn. She wants a yes. It's a yes. That's the secret. Well, weapon. I was trying to think of something like not yes to a sharknado, but like something along those lines of like there being some sort of weird weather disturbance that causes like raining frogs or sharknadoes, or but without animal cruelty. Yes, but then the, but without animal cruelty, kind of <laughs> put the kibosh on. Insects, well, you can still insects have insects like, aren't animals. Weird weather. Insects aren't animals. Locust swarms are fine. Locust swarms, that's not nearly as cool as a shark. Brimstone worked in the Bible. Yeah. They were an agrarian society. (laughs) It wiped out their food supply. People being devoured by sharks in the streets. That's amazing. So, yeah, like some sort of, something crazy, something, some weather. Crazy craziness. weather phenomenon. TBD. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I do that with Menominee. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm really torn about this. Maybe I should just not do it. Because I want to, at one part, part of me wants to say, no, the aliens can't communicate with Mm-hmm. And one part of me wants to say, yes, the aliens can, of course they can. Because plot and things. Because, yeah, they got all the I Love Lucy yep. that beamed out into space. But uh, I'm going to just leave that undetermined, I think. I'm going to just take a pass on that. I, I would say, no, why do we always have to be able to communicate with the enemy? But sometimes we can. Sometimes we can. Like, because think, I, it's, it's actually an alien I think split it should in be most like, alien movies. Yeah. I, I think it would be more like uh, cavemen come up to another tribe. They don't have words. they got to use certain gestures. Right, but by the point but. you reach the ability to have FTL transportation and travel through space to another world, I would Your think Google you, Translate's working pretty well by you, that You point. have the ability to study them on the way there and figure well, out especially well, when we've been now, broadcasting now, our culture Now would this alien race have been studied before it attacks us? Because if not They have to have a reason, would... so presumably yes. I mean, well they could have studied us, maybe, I don't know. Did you ever was did you bake cook up your idea that you were working on earlier? No, I just watch completely different types of sci-fi movies. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Sharknado kind of stuff, and you guys are all deep. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy still works. It's space, but it's not like the physics, like the improbability drive. It, it doesn't. It doesn't move the ship. It moves the universe around the ship. Know, yeah, but that's like no messed up physics. So. <laughs> I actually like the improbability drive. I love I the improbability drive. <laughs> uh, okay, all you need is a towel. Let's just do this last call. Any? No scions. Really... No telepathic stuff. I'm fine with that. Oh, the scions. Yeah, like okay, the... no psionics, including superpowers. Oh no, no, no! I guess I maybe I don't know what the word means. Um, like. Well, no, no, no. What I mean is, is a telepath. Psionics as a superpower, like oh, we have, because we have superheroes, but none with that. None of them are. Oh no, I just meant like 
Well, okay, never mind. I clearly I don't know what scion means. Um, because I thought it was like the dude who's gonna save the day. Like everybody has to protect the one dude that's gonna save the day. Oh, S C I O N, not P S I O N. Okay. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Damn you, English. <laughs> There's no, no scion slash savior character central. Mm-hmm. Like it's a group effort, not the, the chosen one. Mm-hmm. There's no chosen one. No chosen ones. Okay, so we need a montage. <laughs> Any? Um, I'm trying to do something. I want to try and define the aliens as far as like carbon based, anthropomorphic, non anthropomorphic. Because <laughs> they're always anthropomorphic. I feel like they just wouldn't be, or carbon based necessarily. Why could they be like, uh, else they would carbon go diamond based? Something. But carbon is just the universal solvent for everything. In our universe? They're in our universe. I mean, well... well okay, like, we're sticking like with, our, law, we're sticking with like our laws of physics, solvent. so yes, carbon-based would be well, the thing. Well, like, uh, here, water, water is big, solvent. but I'm like... Well, it is, but I mean... <laughs> I hear, like, water is liquid here and that, but you go out to one of the moons, it's liquid methane. Why not have a methane-based animal? But that's still it's carbon. Solvent. Yeah. That smells really bad. Okay. Methane is C's and H's and O's, and so are you. Okay. I kind of like the methane base because then they would just really stink, and that would be their. Yeah, but thing. then we don't have to light a match, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> sometimes my wife claims I'm methane based. <laughs> or, or, or what about a hydrogen based creature? Because that is the most abundant element there is. So instead of carbon, it was made with hydrogen. And we'd have to figure out the physics of yeah. just carbon-based. Just the UK. Yeah, the, yes. the, I'm, I'm immediately going into all the physics of that. And, and it's, it's like, well, ridiculous it would combine with carbon to Because make... literally we don't know how to define it, which is why we always define every alien as carbon-based anthropomorphic things, because it's what we know. Yeah. Yep. Um, how about not say... anthropomorphic? I'm fine with that. I'm going to say yes, carbon-based, no okay. anthropomorphic. Okay. So they are carbon-based because, like, scientifically that makes the most sense. Yes. But no anthropomorphic aliens. They're flumps. They're what? (laughs) Okay, so that is kind of the, the bulk of the setup. The next thing we do is first pass. And the first pass looks different than the way play actually goes. So in the first pass, you can create a an era. I'm sorry, a period. Like, these are periods. Mm-hmm. Or you can con- create events under the period. We're not doing scene, scenes yet, though. So just create a period or an event under a period. We'll each do that, and then we'll get into the regular play, and that works a little bit differently. So just... Uh, you start. Create a period. It's kind of important to do them one at a time, because like, as you do one, that creates ideas for, like... I'd say the first one should be, like, the invasion or something like that. Mm. Okay. But, like, you a can, bunch of stuff have, happens you between a, here you and You can have a sub-event inside the invasion, because yeah. that's also, like, okay, this is when it actually, actually starts. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you could create an event under that period yeah. and say, this is this is what actually, you know, the very step one of the invasion or how we learned of it. Or you could plop something down in the middle or near the end or under this or, you know, whatever. It's, it's totally open. But you can't create an event that's not part of a period. Do you see what I'm saying? So we'll want to create some additional periods as well. So something like the rise of the supers, we discover super forests begin manifesting. That's the age of genetics or something like that. Go for it. That makes total sense. I mean, it should. I'm just going to leave how the super forests start manifesting generic for now. And someone can do an event under it. I mean, this is kind of, like, it doesn't have to be that wildly yeah. fantastic. You're, this is sort of like the blind <clears throat> tackle part of it. You already have an idea. Write it down. If you, Oh, okay. I get to already. You, you can okay, too. We all get to. Okay. <laughs> I'm amusing myself, so you guys can do <laughs> And that's somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah. And when you put a period down, all you have to do is figure out which two... It's between. Yes. And same with events. Like, you can, if there's already two events under this, you can mm-hmm. decide, oh, this will precede everything. It'll go in between yes. or it'll go yeah. last. Okay, makes sense. So I think we're building our next Mutes and Masterminds campaign. Maybe. Uh, oh, light or dark? Oh. Um, I think it would be kind of light. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, we have it's, the, it's the beginning of the fight back, yeah. Okay. I'm going to put this one down after that, which is the aliens redouble their efforts. Sure. What's going to be really interesting is when we get this, like, three-quarters of the way built out, and we're all kind of locked into what we think it's supposed to be, and then Brian's going to come in and have a completely different take. like, crap all (laughs) over it. (laughs) Sharknado! No! Super crack versus super gator. I'm going to make you do that one over, Chris. Why? Because the card needs to be portrait the right way. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> All of that work. <sighs> I'm thinking something like the uh, age of extinction where humanity almost becomes extinct before we get our supers. Fall of humanity. That'll work. All right, what do you got, Chris? Let's do it. At the Fourth of July picnic in our town, a batch of potato salad contaminated with several multi-drug resistant organisms leads to a variety of mutations. Oh, I'm sorry, goddammit. That's an event. Oh, but I thought that was what we were doing. Well, uh, periods or events. But I mean, periods go upright and events go oh, well, sideways. Good thing I sort of think already. Yeah. Egg on your face, Mike. Yeah. So is that an event under the rise of the supers? Yes. Okay. Contaminated oh, can egg I... salad egg. Potato salad. Because everybody eats the potato salad. Right. And it's the thing that goes bad the quickest, the quickest because mayonnaise. And, yeah. yeah. And I suppose it's too late, but I kind of want the mutations to be balanced. Like if you get a good one, you get a bad one too. Yeah, we can add that. Sure. So, like, you know, you can fly, but you get air sick. 
It, it may not even be relevant, <laughs> but it could be. So I like flavor. That sounds like flavor. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds okay. like the... Uh, so I feel like that would go in yeah, at the start of that. Okay. The Rise of the Supers. Okay, cool. Okay, now that the like preliminary round is out of the way, the way this works is... Question? question? Why are we in the middle of an alien invasion and people are having a picnic with potato salad? Still because it's still Fourth of July, man. Okay. <laughs> well, did the I thought? Uh, oh, the fall of humanity came before. The, the, like we were the, almost yeah. completely wiped out, so we're having like the last ten people in America Fourth of July. Picnic. Yeah. <laughs> I like a picture. I love it. No, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, I like a picture. Of you know what, guys? We're, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> we're fucked anyway. Let's just go outside and have a goddamn picnic. <laughs> I like a picture of this war-torn countryside with bomb craters and stuff, and the sky's all black and that. Yeah. There's ten people sign out up for our clothes and shorts. <laughs> they got the, they got the checkered the yep. blanket that they're yeah. got putting a, down. Got a grill going and. There's overly cheerful music playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I say we... I know it's been out here I'm for four hours yet, but I say we eat this potato salad. Because <laughs> why the hell not? Could have been ice cream, too, but less likely to be. I, I love the potato salad. <laughs> Maybe they just stole a potato salad from the supermarket where it's been sitting for a little bit too long in the fridge that's no longer working. There you go. Okay. So in regular play... Uh, and we're, I think, just going to do, like, one round of this. Because one one round... Okay, let me describe what a round is. Yeah. Perfect. See if that yes. So we're each going to take a turn. One person will be what's called the lens. And the lens declares the focus for the round. So the focus can be anything. Right? It's just a, it's a concept that's going to color everyone's additions. Okay, so like I could say that, that the focus is going to be science and my contributions and then going in turns, everyone else's contributions all have to be about science. Mm-hmm. Now the lens, so the lens gets to declare the focus. The lens can do one or two things, two if they're nested one within the other. So like I could, if I were the lens, I could add a period and then put an event under it. Or I could add an event and create a scene under it, right, in that hierarchy. Then everyone else goes and adds one thing, a period, an event, or a scene, right? So you can keep adding periods and, you know, add more events and so on and so forth. Or call for a scene. Um, We'll get into how to do scenes in a bit. But then we go all the way around, and then it comes back to the lens, and the lens, again, gets gets to basically go twice in the round, right? So again, the lens could do two things or just one thing. Two things nested in each other. So that's one round, and we'll all take a turn being the lens. So like that'll be 16 turns in the game. Does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. Or 20, I guess, because the lens gets to go twice. Um, At the end of... A turn when the lens goes the second time, then the person to the right of the lens, so if I were going to be the first lens, it would be you, gets to pick a legacy from the cards that were played. And a legacy just means 
like there's something really cool that you just like, like there was or a possibility that was created. There's something in there that caught your fancy, and you're just going to say, that's the legacy, and essentially you get an extra turn, so you can create an event or a dictated scene. There's, Let's not go into that. Uh, you can create an event or a scene based on that legacy. Don't worry about it, basically. And then, then it goes to a new lens, so the next person to the left becomes the new lens, and we do the same... Same thing, and then and, and until we go all the way around. Um, as far as doing scenes, the way a scene works is it it's under an event. It's hierarchically under an event, and a scene has a question. So if you're setting, if you're saying, I think we should have a scene about, like, let's do the Fourth of July picnic scene, it has to have a specific question, and it should be a very open-ended question, not a yes-no question, but more like a how-did-this-happen type of question. Uh, you, When you create a scene, you, you kind of set the stage, like where within this event did it happen, uh, who's involved, and then people get to pick, like, I'll be, I'll be the scientist, and I'll be the president, and I'll be the... the um, Minister of Defense, who hates all the ideas that the scientist has, you know, and so we all pick a character and just do like a three-minute role play. Let it go where it goes. It's totally improvisational. So in that sense, it is like fiasco. Like you just kind of, and um, one person should make sure like we're not going way over time and that we're actually driving toward the question. Right, so the scene started with like this question: Are we actually getting there? Or are we getting totally distracted? Right, and uh, oh, the other thing that you do is at like when you've picked characters, each person should say what that character's frame of mind is. Right, so like I'm the president, and uh, you know that could be like one of two things: I'm the president, and I will do anything at any cost to protect the people of this nation. Or, I'm the president and I'm a completely venal politician who just wants to make sure I make it out of this with my own ass intact. Right? Th those would be two different mindsets that you could do with two of a million. So, like, just kind of... When I played this before, that step is really important because it saves a lot of assumpt incorrect assumptions going across the table. Basically. Yep. So that's that's essentially it. Who wants to be the first lens? Nobody's volunteering. I guess I'll try to go first. Okay. So what is the focus for this round? Um I was thinking about the potato salad incident. And I was thinking the lab was with uh Biological materials was trans being transported and got into an accident with a grocery truck, mm -hmm. and that's how the potato salad in the grocery truck got in infected with all the. Okay, that's that sounds like an event. Okay, but in terms of like, what is the focus for the round? What's a theme that everyone's uh, contribution should like touch on in some way? Survival. 
Okay. Survival is a good theme. So survival is the theme of this round. So you can do do um, one thing or two things. Like you could do that event that you described and then a scene within that event. Or you could add a period. I'll do and, the event that I just described. Okay. I need to write it down? or Yeah, write it on a horizontal card. Like that? Yeah. This is where it gets fun because everyone is going to have their own way. They really non-adjacent ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, BJ. What do you have? That's all right. I got a biotransport collides with a truck transporting potato salad. The potato salad is contaminated and later ingested. Okay, so that sounds like that precedes the picnic. Yep. And do you want to do a scene within that? Uh, um, I'm thinking maybe people finding the potato salad. Scavenging? Yeah, scavenging, and then they just start eating it with their hands, and then a few days later they start getting kind of sick. Like, but there's no picnic, then. Oh, true. Yeah, you have to work within okay, what's already been established. Okay. So so the the question I would wonder is... Um, a mil- one of our military groups came across the potato salad truck. I brought it back for stores for them, and they decided to have a picnic. It was a Cisco truck. Like, there is no such thing as a potato salad truck. We're not going to have fake physics. We're not going to have fake transportation. <laughs> it could have been a supermarket truck hauling yep. a large load of I just said a truck salad. transporting potato salad. Clearly it was a Cisco, Cisco truck. truck. The, so, like, the, the way that you develop a scene is to ask a good question around salad. it that's very okay. open-ended. So, like, you could say... How did it come about that the contaminated potato salad was not destroyed, but instead that, approved that. for purchase and sale? So who who did this awful thing? Like that would be the yeah. type of, and then and then we would pick characters. You know, you're. I, I would more like say uh, the manager who came the up with the idea of having a picnic in the first place. But that's not your scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the mayor. Well, why? I could always put down. Why did the uh, the group bring back the potato salad in the first place, knowing it's been in this crash truck for? That's fair. How long? However long. Okay, so turn a card portrait. Write down that question. Or right. Formulate that question. And we're going to write the answer on the bottom of it. After okay. the scene. Okay, I put down, how did how did the picnic come about and using the potato salad? Okay. So who set the scene for us? You don't have to write this down, but just set the scene okay. for us. Who's there and who's involved and what is the scene? I would say a bunch of scavengers found the truck. And grabbed it and brought it back to wherever they're hiding out from the aliens. Okay. And uh, somebody saw it and decided, hey, let's have a picnic. Okay. Like, so, um, like maybe the, what would be a village elder or something, or leader of the small scavenging group. Okay. So we've got a scavenger, a village elder... Give me, give me four characters. Uh, 
Um, I would go just a few scavengers and the elder. Okay. So do you and a leader, an elder, and scavengers. Okay, so scavenger one, scavenger two, yeah. scavenger leader, and village, village elder. elder. Yeah. Okay. So who wants to be what? I'll be the mayor. You'll be the elder. Yeah. What's your mindset? Uh, mayor of Amity. Mayor of Amity. Uh, during Jaws. Oh, okay. Jaws. That's what I oh, started. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to beat it open so we don't have a shark attack. <laughs> but sir, the shark is standing right here eating your kid. I don't be, care. Open those beaches. I'll be scavenger one. And uh, scavenger one is going to have trepidations about the whole thing, but is too cowed by scavenger leader to speak out. Like, scavenger one is okay. against the so idea. So you're the elder? I will be a scavenger leader. I will be the scavenger too. Okay, what's your mindset, scavenger leader? Okay. Half our family, I mean town, has been killed. Women folk are all sick. Billy Bob can barely eat. He can barely walk anymore. Jebediah over here, his teeth are falling out. We need to get some food in these kids. We gotta do whatever we can to survive. Okay, and how about scavenger two? One. I'm, I'm gonna be the... The quiet does what he's told, skittish about everything. Can't, uh, you know, make up his own mind. He's got to have somebody tell him what to do. Okay. So, you come rolling in with the Cisco truck? Boys, boys, look what we found. (laughs) Well, we got some vittles, getting some food. What should we do with it? Well, eat it. Shouldn't we take it to the village? I thought we were at the village. We're at the village. Okay, see? There you go. We're at the (laughs) village. Yeah! Call everyone. We're having a picnic. But, wait. Wait, why are we having a picnic? That's a great idea. That'll raise the morale around here. Get everybody all fired up. Aren't you worried, though? Because didn't this hit that... That other truck had, like, the biohazard? You know, that No, no, no. That's just just a logo. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it said, like... All that blue shit is all over... All that potato salad, though. You hungry, boy? <laughs> yeah, I'm starving. Then shut up and eat it. Jesus Christ. You'll be just fine. Shouldn't we ask the... I ate that blue stuff for breakfast when I was a boy. I turned out just fine. I got most of my teeth. He's got one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you started with more than seven? Nine. Okay. By God, we're having a picnic. It's 4th of July, and we're having a picnic. Get some bunting. We need some bunting. <laughs> who can play some? Who can play some music? I've got an accordion. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so we got an accordion. Um, I'm, I'm pretty That's sure. That's all John, you need if you got an accordion. Well, you I'm got pretty sure John Boy's, I'm pretty sure John Boy's got a fiddle too. <laughs> I got a harmonica. <laughs> Speaking of instruments from hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's that little spring thing? The blue stuff's just some added protein. It'll be good for you. Not sure, man. That's okay. Let's put it out there. And... Good stuff, boss. See, <laughs> Jimmy's just fine. He's never been just fine. He's as fine as he gets. <laughs> He's. 
He's changing color. Turn green, turn into the Hulk. <laughs> He's always been a color. He's fine. All right. If you say so, well, do you want to call everyone out? Mm-hmm. Start playing. All right. I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. <laughs> it is the 4th of July. Does anyone have fireworks, or do we just have guns? Just, just look up in the sky, boy. Oh, right. There you go. Okay, so scene. And scene. Uh, so what is the answer to the question? Rednecks. Put that down. <laughs> uh, that just made me think of that movie, Idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> we built the monster truck so big, we can't get it through the door. <laughs> and that fits with the theme of survival, because we'll eat whatever there is to eat. Yes. So it's your turn, Chris. You can do... Period, an event. I thought the person to the right of the focus went next. No, no, we go over to the left. At the end, the person to the right picks their favorite thing. Yeah, and does a does a thing with it. I think a lot of people skip that rule, but let's go ahead and do it. Okay. What the hell? Okay, so I choose a theme this time. No, the theme is survival. Oh, we're still on all survival. the way around the table. Oh. So now you get to make another episode thing, oh. or a scene, or. An event. Period. An event. Or a scene. Does it have? But it still has to be related to this. It has to be related to survival. Not that's just that's survival. One you, you can pick that, 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 or that. You can do whatever survival survival you want yeah. as long as it's survival themed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It doesn't have to be like we're just taking time and exploding it. So you can okay. do something at the end or at the beginning or in the middle or anything. Okay. Did we say that they can or can't communicate with us? We left it undefined. Okay. <laughs> Again, my experience with sci-fi is different than yours, and I'm going to go with uh, Douglas Adams. Um, it's been announced that our planet has been marked for destruction by the aliens. Why? <laughs> I don't want to totally reason. I don't want to totally steal from Douglas Adams, but the intergalactic superhighways. Going through, I don't know. Uh, we're parasites on the uh, resources. Um, so a lot of alien movies are now that trying to steal our resources. Uh, yeah, they view humanity as a cockroach of outer space. So uh, yeah. What are those trails called when we play the Star Wars games when we're trying to get from one side of the galaxy to another? Oh, the... the um, astrogation. Yeah, yeah. The, those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian has joined. So... He's in my seat. That's right. Uh, it's... It's been come staying now. <laughs> so yes, they've shown up. They've marked us for destruction because. Well, I sit there. I'll look. We're just we're a pest species. That's a reason. Okay. Do you want the seat? You can have the seat. Okay. I've got it warmed up for you. So I've been sinking methane with my height and everything. I did not fuck with the height, <laughs> and I have inflated it with methane. <laughs> So was that, I'm sorry, was that a 
sideways card. That's a sideways card. And that was a what? An event. An event. event. Okay. Okay, so read the whole thing. So, the aliens arrive and announce that the Earth is marked for destruction, condemned for being a rundown eyesore, and not in keeping with the Residents Association rules of aesthetics for the Milky Way. <laughs> I think we have our reason. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to add a period, just because I think we need another period in this. The coalition of mutant superheroes and scientists fight back. So, major population centers are targeted first. Most survivors are those who fled to the countryside or were already living there. I don't know if that's an event or... Yes. Okay, Brian. I'm making you take a turn. Uh, there you go. Yes, I <laughs> Um, this is absolutely dead simple. These upright cards at the top are periods. You know, so the overarching, the horizontal cards under them are events within that period. And vertical cards under that are scenes, which are hierarchically under events. So periods can have more than one event, and events can have more than one scene. And basically, you can, like, there, there's more to it, but all, you, all you'd have to do right now is create an event, or a scene, or a period for this alien invasion story. So the, the story is an alien invasion, triggers disasters, and the appearance of superpowers in humanity. That's the whole concept. There's a list of things that must be included, or you know, yeses and nos, uh, which you don't have to worry about a whole lot, will tell you if you screw that up. So you can add a period to the history, you can put an event under a period, or you can create a scene under an event. And the scene is where we actually do like a short role play. And the theme of this round is survival. So just something somewhat related to survival, which got us into potato salad and picnics. And we have to assimilate this in the time to take a turn next. Oh, brains full. Okay, then sit out. We're back to the lens then. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, due to their butts being kicked, the aliens redouble their efforts, and now there are twice as many ships in the sky to rain down more fiery death on us humans. So that would be an event. Yeah. So like the event is Under yeah. Aliens. They call they call aliens the call in reinforcements. Yeah. What's the little tongue in cheek in it? Whatever you want. <laughs> and then, do you want to create a scene <laughs> under that event? Okay. It's not required, but it's your option okay. through the lens. Give me a second. I'll see if I can think something up for a scene. Are there superheroes with scientific technology or fighting? They notice that there are more and more aliens than before, or how did it go? Did they start getting beat back down? There's not much information. Yeah. Well, we know that scientists and super, you know, so this kind of created the mutants. 
Yep. And at some point, like, we figure out we have mutants and they're useful. And, and now we can beef up. The this... scientists are probably beefing up their weaknesses with, hey, let's give this guy a wrist rocket, too, with his powers. And... We don't know, but we know they're fighting back and they're successful. So the aliens call in reinforcements. The scene could be that conversation of the alien with the alien leader back on the home planet, or it could be the moment that the reinforcements arrive and humans see, oh my God, we thought we were winning, and now it's it looks even worse. Yeah, I would have to go with that for the scene, something about them seeing more and more, and I'm like, wait a minute, we well, I thought there was this many, not that many. Okay, so what's the question for the scene? Where did they come from? Or... Why, God, why? I go with why, God, why. But are we really going to get an answer to that? No. Was no. Banned, didn't we ban a higher power? We did. Well, no, we banned divine intervention. Yeah. Oh, okay. There can be a higher power. It just can't do anything. Yeah. It's like Marco Rubio. He can only watch. I gotta, I'm just going to leave it open for now. I'll, I'll pass. Okay. Uh, so you're... Pick a legacy from this. It's basically just my favorite thing from this. Yeah. What's your favorite thing out of this? Uh, player to the right of the current lens. Pick something that appeared during the last focus and makes it a legacy. Rednecks. Okay. Rednecks. Explore a legacy. Same player creates an event or a scene that relates to the legacy, one of the legacies. So leg, uh, Rednecks is one of the legacies, and you can come back to that. We can come back to that later. Uh, yeah, so create an event or a scene regarding Rednecks. This ought to be good. Why does it matter if it's dark or light? It's just like... Thematically, is this a good event or a bad event? The thematic tone. Why do we care though? Just... Because like, the book set. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like fiasco where you're adding things. No, no, no. There's no mechanics to this to speak of. It's more like more like story beats kind of idea. Okay. Uh, so under the correlations of mutant superheroes and scientists fight back, we have scientists try to convince the rednecks that science can help. Is that light or dark? <laughs> we don't know yet. I give it a half circle. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get to the it's, scene. It's like the same with the potato salad. Okay, so now you're the new lens. I'm the new lens? Yes. And okay, I, so I have to do... First thing you need to do is pick a theme. Like survival was our theme for last round. What's our theme for this round? Okay, so we have rednecks are the main characters here? No, not necessarily. I mean, yes. They're the only characters we have so far. Because all the big cities got wiped out and it's just essentially rural. Country folks. Country folk. Which are obviously always rednecks. Yes, obviously. <laughs> like, obviously. Like me. Hey, you know, they got the little Volkswagen bug. With the big giant wheels on it. That guy lives within three miles of me. <laughs> so I get I'm kind of interested in the in the mutations and when we're gonna 
how that's going to fit in. So can just the mutations be the theme? Yeah, everything okay. has to deal with the mutations. Okay, all right. Oh, but then I have to figure something out for that, right? Yep. Oh, golly. But mutations is the theme, theme of the day. Oh, everything has to be. Touch so on it somehow. Mutations is the focus, yes? Yeah, yes. Yep. And then I have to make a history. Well, yeah, you make a period, an event, or a scene. And because you're the lens, you can do one nested within another. So do we need to clear, like, so, these out of here? Except just, for the periods? Or? No, we're going to keep piling them on. I mean, we okay. can kind of stack them up tighter if it gets short of table space. So after the 4th of July picnic, where everyone ate the potato salad, because that was evidently the only food we had, and it turned out to be contaminated with several multi-drug-resistant organisms. Uh, well, so it kind of sounds like we can discuss this. It doesn't have to all come completely from my brain. So is it better to have sort of a American werewolf in London transformation scene or the suddenly discovering that you can make knives fly across the room, carry kind of, I realize that neither of those are sci-fi movies really. But. Uh, those are both, I think, good analogs. <laughs> the, yeah. A so, so do like we have... Fly. <laughs> You've ever seen Jeff Goldblum? No, I haven't uh, seen that in a really long time. Um, I prefer American Werewolf in London, but the uh, uh, so I guess since I was, I'm going with Mayor, not Elder. I think Elder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we don't have elders in America. <laughs> but a, I, here's a question I have: Is that contemporary? This community that had the 4th of July picnic and ate the potato salad, are they the only mutants? Like, all the superheroes come from Coffinburg, Tennessee. I, I, I would say the worst match. Do you feel like we're in South Dakota? <laughs> we, we can say the first batch mutants were. And then as a scientist... And we mate. And then we yeah, repopulate the world with mutants. Um, so... The mayor still lives in the, like, sort of dilapidated from all of the fighting and the lack of resources, but still, like, has the... Like, he's still out there mowing his yard. He still has the nicest place in town. Yeah. Um, um, uh, there was a book I read once where, like, there was... It was about a drought, and there was no water left, but there was, like, a rich guy who still had a pool in his backyard. And that's... Uh, and so... He is... I don't know what his mutation should be. Does it, that need to be determined yet? So he goes to bed and, like, locks his front door, but, like, the hinges are all broken sort of thing. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Um, and he wakes up in the middle of the night, feeling strange. And that's as far as... Because he's okay. starting to mutate. 
So, I mean, it sounds like you're describing an event that is the people of this community discover their superpowers. Yes. Okay. There you go. And the scene within it is like, and how did that happen? Like, what actually happened that people were discovering? Well, at least for the, okay, I guess I'm just going to go with the character that I played. But I don't know what his mutation should be, because it has to be something that can ultimately defeat the aliens. Obsequiousness. <laughs> his mutation doesn't have to do anything, really. Huh? His mutation doesn't specifically have to do anything to the aliens. Remember, there's no science, so there's no one savior person. It's a group effort. No, but we have to group effort. Yeah, but we have to group effort. So but it doesn't have to be these people. These people can be completely done, though. Like, they could never exist again in this game. Oh, but they're the only people that we have. So far. Well, no, but it's a they're big ones, history. They're the ones that ate this the potato salad, and the potato salad caused the mutations. Yeah, well, we could be like, in a, instead of being in this period, we could be in this period, which is like 50 years down the road. You know, keeps going. Yeah, but, so but you can also wants. dig deeper into this and just yeah. say, okay, these were the first mutants. Maybe it takes a generation. Okay, but the mutation is the theme. Right? You, could, right? you could say so. his mutation kind of was able to make him draw water out of the air. That's why he was getting wet, and he could start to make pools and pools of water. I mean, right now his mutation doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, or it could be like well, Iceman on X-Men. Or... has to happen to save the role. Uh, so. Or you could say he, he gets gills and and he draws water and he can go into <gasps> the water. Duffy. I remember that. The man from, <laughs> from Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. And they put him into the pressure and the barrels would crush. <laughs> and he had to do that <laughs> stupid armless swim. There's a thing, you know. <laughs> I just flashed back to uh, there's a Sarah Silverman bit where she was saying like, you know, it's Hitler's birthday, but you never see that on the Entertainment Tonight quiz. Like, this guy once ruled Germany and killed 11 million people in the Holocaust. Is it Patrick Duffy? <laughs> Every time I hear his name, I pre-associate that. <laughs> Mutations is a theme, and I can come up with a, so, a, so maybe, a period, maybe, an event, or a scene. And, so and maybe the mutations were these little the things, period. and then when they get with the scientists and are able to do some genetic tweaking and making them more So everybody useful, goes or? home that night and starts feeling strange. Um, we have to have a kind of an origin story of the... Yeah. I mean, that's what all these stupid movies are about. So do, <laughs> do an event card that yeah. is the mutants discover their powers. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's his... Okay. There we go. Wherever that goes. What is it? The mutants discover, discover their, their powers. powers. Huh. Okay. So we don't have to get any more specific than that. So did you want to do a scene with it? Like no. Just the... The event? The mutants discover their powers. Okay. It's just the event. I kind of feel like this event should be moved... Scientists try to convince the mutants that science can help. Or the red X. And the rise of... 
Okay. Okay, so I want to do the scene that on that that Chris was formulating. And the question is, how do the village residents discover their superpowers? And so the setting is the day after, or a few days after the picnic, when we've all eaten the contaminated potato salad. Mm -hmm. And you're the mayor. Mm -hmm. And each of the rest of us are resident one, two, three, four. And it doesn't have to be an interactive scene, but I want each person to individually describe what happens when they wake up and discover their ability. So think about what your ability is and how you discover that you have it. That's it. Also remember that mutations are balanced. Yes, and your ability and your disability. So we have to start with me again? No, it could be anyone, whoever wants to go. Uh, I'll stick to my water one. He gets gills and is able to get water out of the air and, and earth to start forming pools around them. But how do you discover that? Like, what are you doing that... I would imagine waking up and noticing, why are, why are my feet wet? Uh, and, you know, kind of like some sores on, on the neck area on both sides. and You know, starting the mutation. I don't know if it's going it, to... It would probably be a little bit of a long process to get there, but, you know, maybe a couple of days for full mutation, but I notice little things keep forming as I mutate. Um, and I start to get, like, scales. So it's like just the morning self-inspection yeah. in the mirror, and it's like, yeah, it's like whoa, whoa, what? Uh, you know, maybe a little patch of four or five scales. What the heck? Uh, and things start getting wet. You get more thirsty or something. Along that lines, you find yourself spending more time over by the pond or whatever. All right. Well, I'm one of the scavengers, and uh, I'm out the next day picking through scrap, like the scrap of the nearby, you know, destroyed city, looking for canned food and stuff like that. And, uh, there's like a bunch of debris, and like I know that this was the old uh, Piggly Wiggly, and you know, so I'm trying to get in there and get to the canned food, and I just, uh, you know, I'm kind of testing things to see if I can move them, and weirdly, I'm able to move things that I shouldn't be able to move. You know, like oh, there's this big slab of precast concrete, and I just kind of shove it out of the way. And whoa, weird. And then, you know, a big iron girder, and I'm able to shift that. But I also, like, as I'm gathering up the cans of food and decide I'm going to just, like, have a little snack for myself, that I'm also eating about seven times the normal amount. You know, and I'm just ravenously hungry. So, you know, like, four cans of Alpo get downed. Creamed corn. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> All right. 
You want to go, Brian? You want to you want to take a crack at this? I'm sure you don't like it. <laughs> We're not supposed to like it. Okay. My redneck is Desmond Jeffries. One morning he wakes and he just knows. He has the innate knowledge that he has gained the ability to know perfectly the exact microwave time and temperature needed to defrost hunks of meat efficiently and evenly every time. That, sir, is a true superpower. (laughs) (laughs) However, whenever he uses this power for good to defrost that meat, he then takes on the odor of freezer burn. Freezer burn hunk, which makes him slightly more odious to his relations than the normal. I was going to say, however, there's no longer any working my coils. I believe there was special radiation technology involved. That, that was the aliens. Yeah, and that was not specified to me. So <clears throat> fighting radiation so, with when he's smelling freezer burnt, are you even more hungry? <laughs> I don't hang around too much. <laughs> Chris, Nick? Alright, so I am Clyde McClintlock. So he wakes up in the morning, looks over at his girlfriend, who's in the bed next to him, and she's actually floating about three feet above the covers. (laughs) So he freaks out, yells at the top of his lungs, the roof blows off the house. The girlfriend wakes up, falls to the bed, wakes up. Falls in and kills her. <laughs> Sorry. She breaks like glass into a thousand pieces. That was her mutant power. Cliff freaks out because the sun is now blinding in his eyes. Their daughter runs in. She's very confused because she can see all kinds of weird motion around them that she's not supposed to be able to see. She doesn't know what's going on. So, effectively, Clint can yell really loudly to the point like it's like a banshee kind of whale thing. Sonic blast. Yeah. Yeah. Except he's extremely agoraphobic now. Can't stand sunlight. His wife, or girlfriend, can fly, but only unconsciously. She can't can't (laughs) do it while she's actually trying to do it. It's only like a... Like, she gets scared, she'll jump up in the air a little bit and float. Or if she's sleeping, she'll start floating. But she can't consciously yeah, you, make you herself to the fly. Supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> and the daughter has, like, fractal bug vision where she gets, like, all the way around. Oh, yeah. Kind of what's stuff? her potato salad superpower? Uh, the mayor wakes up and there's a kind of a cyst on his neck. I'm stealing this totally, but uh, and each day it gets bigger and bigger until it turns out that it's, he's growing a second head. <laughs> but and what's the disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs> it's only really short. Smart. <laughs> they, never, they never agree on anything. Well, uh, <laughs> the bad thing is the his... male head that's always trying to make out with her. <laughs> oh, well, actually, as the mayor, I was a male. But, uh, so, mm. I was thinking in terms of he knows the perfect plan for defeating the aliens, but 
uh, he's such an asshole, no one will listen to him. Like, he's so full of himself that no one will listen to him. That's kind of where I was going with the dog. Okay. I like this. Okay, end scene. Nick, what is, what is our result for that scene? What did we come up with for a response? I said montage of hilarious accidents. Ah, okay. Because we have to use the word montage at least once. Clearly. <sighs> we said the word montage. montage and oh, nothing happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. We have a scene. The scientists are interviewing the rednecks. The question is, where did the powers come from? We know out of character that they came from the potato salad. The rednecks don't necessarily know that. What was that green flashing light they hit us with the other day? There's, there's searchlights on their probes. Alright, so set the scene and All right. name the characters. So, the people have been flying around doing crazy superhuman things and it's kind of caught attention of other surrounding environs and there are several smart-ish people still surviving in the world who have decided to congregate here. Hey, maybe we can use this to figure out a way to fight back or something like that. So... They're currently talking to all the town residents, trying to figure out, well, how did you guys get these powers? What can you do? How can we use this? Like, what what's going on here? Like, how can we reproduce this? Um, so there's scientist A and B, and three town folk. You can have them be the same town folk you already have, or new ones. Up to you. So who wants to be who? I'll be scientist A. I've got to be a scientist. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> and my mindset is solid data gathering is the foundation of solid science. All right. BJ? Um, I'm thinking I could be the scientist and do the whole Professor Farnsworth from Futurama. <laughs> So I think I'll try to give that a try. Okay. So then we have two town folk. So you have to pick your... I guess I won't be the one I picked. Well, what's the... You have to give your character's motivation or whatever? Yeah, kind of. What What is your character's mindset? To do good for the world. Uh, to defrost <laughs> all that I can for the good of humanity. So no one ever has to eat, you know, imperfectly thawed, right? Yeah, things before they're cooked. Anything that's frozen in the center never again. That's a blight on humanity. I want to share this with the world. But also, if it's cooked in the microwave, then it never cooks properly once you start cooking it. Like if you get the edges brown, then it's yeah. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I'll stick with the mayor. Um, so the scientists have come to do what? They're trying, they're trying to investigate mutations, figure out where they where they came from, how they're happening, if they can like reproduce it, make it happen some more. Okay. So weaponize okay. it, I'll do science and things with it. His second head has figured it out that he needs to um, 
abrasive for anyone to listen to. Okay. And Nick, are you your family? Nope. No? No? Okay. I will be Jethro Johnson, the valiant leader of the scavengers with his 17th. Okay. Uh, who has the power to exude flame from his body, but he can't control it. It just randomly Right, he can't out. aim it. Yes. Okay. And it just happens whether he wants it to or not. <laughs> Except when he bends over. <laughs> Alright, I'll see if I can launch this in some sensible way. Oh, just get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm avoiding you, obviously. I, I say we weaponize this stuff. We stick it on a bomb, give it to one of our guys, have him go somewhere where it's populated and push the button. What stuff? I mean, we don't even know what's causing this. We have to talk to these people. Um, Mayor Dinkle. Reuben Dinkle. Reuben Service. Reuben Dinkle. When, <laughs> when did you start growing your second head? Bartholomew. Bar- Bartholomew and Reuben. Yeah. Okay. It is is Bartholomew? Or are you actually a separate? You are an ass. You don't understand what's going on here. That's why I'm asking questions. <laughs> well, if you don't understand it, I can't tell you. I've been explaining it and explaining it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it what, was all in the potato salad. Why? What potato salad? The potato salad that we had at the Fourth of July picnic. Okay. Did everyone eat the potato salad? It was 4th of July. Is that a yes? Of course. Everyone ate the potato salad at 4th of July picnic. Are you are you stupid? The only other things they had there were hot dogs that were frozen. In them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you defrost those hot dogs? I tried, but... <laughs> but you claim that every ever since then you've been able to... Ever do since. It. That's the tragedy. <laughs> I couldn't save those hot dogs. I was too late. But I'm not too late for the rest of the world. Okay. But how did you discover this? I just knew. I had the innate sense. Okay. Test me. Duck, Dr. Fassbender, do you have any questions? Duck. Pound a duck. 30%. <laughs> two minutes. 20%. One minute. Half power. Two minutes. When did you first discover that power? <laughs> Well, the next time I microwave meat after <laughs> <laughs> Perfect every time. That's remarkable. Oh, doctor, I'm sorry. Wait, I thought you said... You said perfect doctor. every time? Let me see that. Oh, oh God. It's he's a little bird, sir. No. I, I, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> you're, you're, you're smelling me. <laughs> it seems a little bird, sir. So I got a defroster and a cooker. <laughs> but... It's because of our good genetics, sir. You see, I got all seven teeth left. It's because we did healthy, clean living out here. Okay, but did did you... <laughs> I mean, did you eat the potato salad? Duck! No. <laughs> uh, what? Did yeah, you... yeah, I ate potato salad. And did you, like, start doing... Everybody ate a potato salad. Why do you care about the potato salad? Well, we're trying to... These science folks got some weird bents to you. Is there any potato salad left? We ate it all. Uh, there might still be some out in the truck. Let's go check out the truck. Let's go get a sample. 
Why is it all blue? Was it blue when you got it? Oh, yeah. Strange. Never known potato salad to be blue. Well, well blue cheese. You get hungry, you eat what you got. Well, where did the potato salad come from? Right there on the ground. The truck? But, I mean, it, it was all on Cisco. The truck. It came from Cisco. You not see the sign on the truck. <laughs> yes, but did they deliver it? Did you order it? Did you steal the truck from town? No, the sh- I ordered the truck- it from Waldron. The truck crashed on the way here, so we had to bring it the rest of the way in. What did it crash into or whatever? Another truck? I don't know. I saw food, I got excited. I stopped paying attention. We need to go check out this other truck. Who are the corporations that follow away biohazard waste? Umbrella. <laughs> waste management. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetwater. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what was the question? Uh, figure out where the powers came from. Okay. So I think we've accomplished that. Yeah. Okay. It was the potato salad. That's the answer. <laughs> Let me see the other part. Is there is there enough left for the scientists to try and make use of it? So I go again? No, uh, beach now, right? Yeah. Oh, are we still on the same focus? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think we'll call it after this. Okay. Well, I was going to go with an event. Well, I mean, it's already like nine thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Nine thirty-five. New mutants and scientific discoveries crush the alien invasion. Okay. You want to take a crack, Brian? Uh, sure. And we have to work in the yeses? Yes. They don't have to okay. necessarily include them, but... All right. Like, we haven't done anything you about can't... faster than light travel, but these are like the assumptions. Yeah, you don't have to include them, but you can't disclude them. Like, you can't come in with something that says, okay, the aliens actually can't fly in starships. Like, they just walked here. Well, when they redouble their efforts, they call in reinforcements with... Special uh, crazy weather from Nam Nam to wipe out the population centers that are left. Summoning orca canes. The what now? The orca canes? We almost said no sharknado. I started writing it right there. I was was waiting for it. Is that like a Uh, shark? There is no animal cruelty. There is no animal cruelty, so it has to be. I think the orcas have been waiting for this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe this will be a scene. Why isn't it cruel to the orcas? No. no? Okay. Just go with the orca canes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Alright. I am so running this game now. <laughs> right. <laughs> My work as GM is done. <laughs> we start with potato salad. <laughs> we go through canes. the orca canes and big boss battle at the end. This is great. Okay, you get to wrap it up. So... Uh, oh. You so, can do one thing or two things. I mean, one, okay. Well, one I just had generations of breeding of this the, this village of mutants causes refinement and concentration of the mutations. Okay. So wherever that would go, is that a scene or an event? 
Well, I wasn't really. Sh- no, I don't think it's a scene. It's probably it's, an event. It's yeah. So. It's it's history. So it's going to be closer toward the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Probably Sorry. the. Co- I guess I was looking at a coalition period, mutants, so it's not a period. Yeah, it can't be a period. One. Oh, the periods. Oh, are it done. could be a period. I guess it's almost a period. That's what I. I yeah, that's I true. <laughs> she just finished a circle and maybe before. I guess we before. fight back. So there's a generation of struggle, basically, yeah. where we breed and. Get better. I like the breeding, but I'm not liking these mutations. <laughs> I feel like this is a dark period. Well, the combination Ooh, between the, the fire and the defrosting. <laughs> All right. Uh, they have a child a named Emerald, and <laughs> okay, that's the only one I can think of. Do uh, yeah. So that's. That's basically it. We've made our alien invasion superhero story. And you can see, like, if we did a few more rounds, you could put ridiculous nonsense details. Like, I would have, if this had kept going, I would have put a Zap Brennigan type captain in the aliens reinforcements. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was thinking. Right, you're going Hitchhiker's Guide, you're going Futurama. Yeah, I'm okay with Futurama. Okay. That I'm I'm familiar with, I should say. Has mutant power to try and sleep with every female organism there is, <laughs> but really, uh, but but his he downside was like that is before. But his downside is he continuously fails. <laughs> Leaving that one alone—that's too easy. <sighs> so this is fun. It takes a little bit to get into it, kind of get in the mindset. But like once you start actually building, everyone starts stacking onto it. It just kind of steamrolls, which is really cool. Yeah, and I, th- I think, like, my thought was always, like, do this, do one session of this yep. to build, like, a fate campaign or some something that goes with some generic yeah, system. It, but you could do s- Savage World Supers off could, of this. We should have done, this to, we should have done this to build Dresden Files. Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. It's the city creation in Dresden Files. Except way more fun. Better. That is jamming. I would do this first before any setting up any world because then it gets everybody involved. In yeah, it. you have your input, and it's like, oh, yeah. you know, when when is the Orca King gonna happen? Whatever you contribute. It's really actually better than Shark. Shibuya Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast brought to you by Baron Von Productions. Microscope is published by Lame Made Productions. For more information, check out www.shibuyavalleygeek.com. I've learned a trick, which is that I, when I play it, I just there's like a speed thing, so I do it all at about 1.35, and so literally I re-listen to every game with you all talking like Alvin the Chipmunk. That has Alvin to, that has to go really well with my voice. Yeah, it's, well, everyone, it's just, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm.
So I get a lot more entertainment out of it, and it goes faster. But our out of the, our out of the abyss campaign with that Sam's running, we went down where the Beta Rho Theta fraternity, Bros, go Bros. Okay. So we're joining. We went to the Underdark as like a spring vacation break kind of foreign exchange thing. We're all from Waterdeep. From Waterdeep, you go Flumps. Okay. Nice. <laughs> It's, it's so fucking amazing. I want to play this game now. Chemicals. Yeah, you know, I've, I was wondering about that the other day because it's like every single superhero that gets exposed to radiation gets like super strength or x-ray vision or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone else, literally, cancer. Yeah. That's your superpower. Cancer. Yeah. You, you've gained the ability to have explosive cell growth in a limited spot. Congratulations. <laughs> You don't know about the Dr. Manhattan backstory, do you? Dr. Manhattan, no. On one of our podcast episodes, I think, that we did. I mean, not the actual play, but the, the other one. Brian asked everyone, what's your what's your superhero origin story? And mine was based in truth, because I worked at Los Alamos for several summers and did, uh-huh. and worked at a bunch of different facilities doing nuclear physics experiments and you there's a whole bunch of procedures and things you go through to do that you know you have to wear a badge and be a trained radiation worker to work in a high radiation environment and i was also trained to do uh rad worker level two which means i can go in in the big suit and clean up the spill or the radioactive mess that's all over the floor but while i was in graduate school or undergrad and grad school I, so I was between the ages of, say, 20 and 25. Uh, I took three whopping radiation doses where uh, basically they took my film badge, read it, and said, we can't read it, it's white. Like, it's at the maximum it's amount of exposure been. that this can measure yes. and an unknown amount more. Congratulations. So, yeah. And so that's my... Superhero origin is the, the and in the Watchmen, which is a mm-hmm. famous comic book and or movie, yeah. that Doctor Manhattan was exactly yeah. the same thing that he became like the blue, the blue naked guy, uh, and I didn't realize that I was actually stealing from Doctor Manhattan because it was actually my life. Like I think I did it first, so. <laughs> <laughs> really, Doctor Manhattan was stealing me. Get those royalties. That's Here we go. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> no animals or orcas were hurt in the creation of this story. <laughs> <laughs>